Is God not good? All the time, huh? You know, I have to tell you that the best is yet to come. We can come here and we can worship. We can thank God. We see God. But until we make it home, the best will always yet to come. Guys, I want to thank you. Mason, I want to thank you for inviting me. Man, first off, I want to ask, is there anybody here that doesn't know me? <laughs> Crystal, you know me. I'm your mother. <laughs> what a smart aleck. I think uh, she must be her father's child. First, I want to say that in Matthew, it says, with God, all things are possible. And boy, isn't that true. It also says in Luke, for nothing spoken of God is impossible. <laughs> He's good. He's merciful. I want to go to prayer because, you see, prayer is important. I cherish your prayers. So if you'll pray for me while I tell what God showed me. My biggest thing is when I tell this story, I just wish I could give it to you like I seen it. I wish you could see it because I'm going to tell you, there's nothing on this earth like that. Nothing. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you. Oh, Lord, I thank you for your blessings. I thank you for your mercy. Lord, I thank you for being here today. We invite your presence. We invite your spirit right now in this church. But, God, I ask that as I tell what you give me, my experience, I ask that you don't let me take away from nor let me add to. Let it be totally up to you. God, every person that's here, I pray that they don't walk out those doors, that their needs aren't met here and now. I pray for their families. I pray for traveling graces. Oh, God, thank you. You love us so much, and yet you ask so little of us. This I ask in your name. In September of 2019, I went to my heart doctor. As some of you know and some of you don't, about 10 years ago I had a stroke. Totally paralyzed my left side. I couldn't walk, couldn't talk very good, couldn't move my arm. And all I could think about was, I don't want my grandkids to have to push me in a wheelchair. God, if there's a way, if there's a way, Lord, Take this cup from me. Does that sound familiar? Because that's exactly what our God said. But yet he was willing to go to that cross for us. Well, as time went, a lot of therapy, a lot of prayers. As you can see, I'm back to normal, mouth jabbering. But I continue to have high blood pressure. So in September, I went to my heart doctor. <clears throat> she took my blood pressure, and it was 234 over 134. She said, Charlotte, you're not going home. We're going to send you over to Cox South in Springfield. 
So Danny and I went. I was there three days. And they had come in, the little aide had come in and given me a little bath and put on a clean gown and hooked me all back up to them heart monitors. And Danny said all of a sudden, he said, you fell over in the bed. Your eyes were opened. He said, I knew you weren't there. He said, the little aide said, oh my goodness, she's not breathing. And in a matter of seconds, Danny said, the nurses, the doctor, you know, they called a code on me. Now, I come above my body. And I could look around. And Danny says he knows I seen what was going on because I described where every nurse was. I could see him up on my chest doing chest compressions. I could see Danny in the corner. Danny said, Mom... I didn't think I was bringing you home this time. I thought it was over. But in that second, and I'm talking when God, you know, God tells us when he comes back, it'll be in just a blink of the eye. Well, in that blink of an eye, I smelt flowers. Now, I love flowers. So when I die, yeah, bring flowers. <laughs> but I do love flowers. But there is no flower on this earth that smelt like what I smelt. Oh. You can't even, there is no words for me to explain to you what that smelt like. And then I heard the music. Now, guys, I love music. If you know me, you know that that is one thing I love. That sets the tone for my worship. That sets me. That also ushers in the angels. But then I heard the music. Oh, wow. Such sweet music. Even me that can't sing is going to be singing in heaven because it'll be a glorious sound then. So for 11 minutes, I did not breathe. God had whisked me. Now, I don't know why he chose me because, you see, I am nobody special. I'm just Charlotte. I'm a country girl. I like to fish. I like to hunt. I like to camp. I like to have a good time. So why me? That goes to see, in the Bible, he chose some of the worst ones and changed their lives. Has this changed my life? Oh, yeah. I served God before, <laughs> but now I'm on fire. Now I see a purpose, and it's got to be done now. So then I opened my eyes. I'm going to tell you, I seen trees. I seen flowers, the grass, the colors were vibrant. They weren't dull. Neither should our face be dull if we're a Christian. Joy, 
peace, contentment, love. That's what I seen. <laughs> then I looked, and there was the hills, the valleys. There was the water, waterfalls, the ocean. Oh, my goodness. I've never seen the northern lights, but I've seen them on TV. That's what the sky looks like. Beautiful colors. Then as I looked, I seen the flowers and the trees and the grass, and they were all swaying. They were praising God. You see, everything in heaven praises God. Oh, <laughs> am I a lucky girl? Oh, man, am I a lucky girl. Am I blessed? Yes, I'm blessed. And as I looked, I seen nine of the biggest angels I have ever, ever seen. They were towering as they looked down upon heaven. <laughs> and they were also swaying because they were praising God. They would take their wing. They, the wings were almost iridescent. And they took that wing and they fan it out. Then they took the next one and they fan it out. I could feel the rush of the wind off those angel wings. Beauty there's nothing down here that compares to what it is up there. Then I looked, and I seen the gate. Yes, it's a golden gate. And yes, those streets are pure gold. But I'm going to tell you something. I didn't see sour faces. I didn't see people going, oh, whoa. Well. I seen praising. I seen dancing in the spirit. I seen them glorifying. Because you see, they're home. They're home with their father. A man that loves us more than we could even love our children. And I don't know about you guys, but I love my kids and my grandkids pretty, pretty much. I mean, I'm pretty proud of them. But he knows every hair on our head. Okay, some of you, he probably let go of a few hairs for you. But, but oh. as I looked at the gate, there stood my family that's gone on. There stood my mother, my father, my sister. There stood Phyllis Hamilton and Brad. And a host of others. There stood the saints. The saints of old that we have we listened to. We've read the Bible. And as I looked, there stood my cousin, Daryl. Him and I were like brother and sister. He'd had one leg cut off before he went to heaven. He had both legs. Both legs. My mom and dad and my sister didn't look sick. They were whole. They looked like they were in the prime of their life. No glasses. They were there. 
and they were waving. Oh, motioning, waving, excited that I had come home. You know, I wondered, how did they know? God hollered all those people. I thought, does he make an announcement? Oh, Charlotte's coming home today if anybody wants to come. I don't know. But they're there. Your grandparents. Your great-grandparents. People that you've just seen pictures of, they're there. If you've lost a kid, their kids are there. Then I looked, and at the foot of my mom and daddy was a little toddler. Little. I thought, wonder who that is. You know, it's funny what you think <laughs> when you're not yet in your heavenly body. Because I was not yet in my heavenly body. And God told me, you know, God speaks, we know it. We know his voice. If you're a Christian, you know his voice. You know when he speaks to you. And he said, Charlotte, that's your child. I said, my child? You see, after Crystal was born, Danny and I were getting ready to have another baby. I was five and a half months along. Back then, they didn't let you hold that baby when you miscarried. They didn't let you bury that baby. So when I had it, we didn't know what it was. We didn't have that capability back then. When I had it, there was this baby. I could see the hair. And they said, Charlotte, it's a boy. I don't know if any of you guys have lost a child. But I'm going to tell you, that was the deepest, darkest depression I have ever been in. I wanted to hold my baby just once. God says, Charlotte, that is your child. I said, how can that be, God? He was this. Now he's a toddler? God says, because they continue to grow in heaven. There is no time because it's eternity. So they grow at a slower pace. Now, guys, after I lost the baby, I had a two-year-old at the house that I still had to take care of. But, oh, I was depressed. And if people say depression's not real, you don't know what you're talking about because you've evidently not ever been depressed. So I went through the motions, and poor Crystal probably had to suffer for it. Finally, I just couldn't get over it. You know, sometimes we can't turn things loose. We can't say, thy will, Father, not mine. Whether we lose an older child, a parent. You know, it says in the Bible, to mourn, but for a season. Then you've got to give it to God. You've got to go. Here it is, God. Because in my mortal life, I can't handle it. 
Finally, Danny said to me, Mom, do you not think I didn't lose a child too? And I was like, well, yeah. I was so self-consumed that I forgot. He hurt too. But he was trying to be strong for me. And I'm going to tell you something. Danny and I have been married almost 50 years. Sometimes I want to shoot him. <laughs> Sometimes he probably wants to shoot me. But through it all, I love him. When a man or a woman will literally take their hand, put on you, and pray for you, that's love, guys. That's love. But as I looked, I could see this bright light behind my mom and dad. I couldn't hardly look upon it. It was so bright. So I had to do to cover my eyes. You see, I had yet to enter the gates. People asked me, did you not see his face? No. Next time I will, because I'm going home to stay. But I didn't see his face. The light was bright. And I knew, again, I knew his voice when he spoke to me. But when I turned back, I could see on earth Danny, Crystal, Kevin, Brody, Shay. And they were crying. We never want to let a loved one go. but we all have our allotted days. And I could see them crying in the morning. And I said, but God, I wanted to see Shay get married. I wanted to see Brody get married. I wanted to be sure they were equally yoked with whoever they married. I wanted to see that. God said, you have a choice, Charlotte. You can stay home or you can go back. But you see, that decision, he gives us free will. But he already had a plan in motion. You that know me know I have a big mouth. And God said, if you go back, you must tell your experience. You must tell them what you see. You must tell them of my love for them. <laughs> he says, but you have to do something for me. See, God requires something from us. He requires that we love him. We worship him. <laughs> That's not hard. Not when you know him. But I'm going to tell you, if you don't know him, if you're sitting on that fence, one foot, one foot in the world, and one foot praising God, 
you're going to hell. I'm sorry. That's the honest truth. Because you can't play both ends. He says, make a commitment to me. But he said, Charlotte, if you go back, you bring home as many as you can bring home. Because you see soon and very soon, I'm coming to get my church, the bride. I'm bringing you home. Now, I don't know about you guys, but my dad was a Baptist preacher. I was raised in a Baptist church. And I've heard my whole life, God's coming back. God's coming back. Be ready. God's coming back. You know, and you almost become like, yeah, I know. One of these days. Uh-uh, guys. I'm telling you, when God said that to me, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt. He's coming soon. I see him pouring out revival in every church I go to. I see what he's doing. I'm going to tell you, after going through what I went through, I've had more people come up to me and say, I've had an experience. Got to tell you what I've seen. Got to tell you what God did for me. And I said, do you tell it? Do you share it? No. I think people think I was crazy. Guess who the loudmouth is? <laughs> Praise God. I'm not afraid anymore not to share. I'm not afraid if you guys think I'm crazy. Because my God told me to. He didn't say, go sit on that bench, be quiet, and if somebody happens to sit down by you, tell them. He said, I said, go. <laughs> when he says go, you better go. I'm going to tell you that when you say to God, I'll do whatever you want me to, boy, you better be careful. Because <laughs> he's going to send you and he's going to use you. You see, after this happened, I shared it with my church about two weeks after I got home from the hospital. But I didn't share it with anybody else. Simply because I knew God told me, but the opportunity had yet to arise. <laughs> God told me then, he said, you go back, but soon I'm coming to get you. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I think when this is all over and God has said, okay, my faithful child, you're done. He's going to take me home. I don't know if I'll be here for the rapture or if he'll take me before. But I believe with my whole heart the rapture will come in my, if not mine, my daughter's. Because it's coming very, very soon. He also told me, he says, you're going to begin to see angels. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're going to be able to talk to angels. Okay. For 11 minutes, this is what I've seen. Then, Danny says, a nurse come running in, gave me a shot as they were doing the chest compressions. Danny said, I watched your blood pressure start coming down. He said, I've seen your eye blink. 
I knew you were going home with me, Mom. I knew it. You're going home with me. Now, they took me out and was headed to intensive care, and my daughter and the grandkids showed up. Crystal said, Mom, immediately you started saying, did you smell it? Did you smell those flowers? And my daughter does not like flowers. It's kind of weird, isn't it? She loves horses. So I don't know if when her time comes, if she's going to smell horses or what, or if God will just give her a heart for the flowers. But God knows us. He knows every one of us. He knows your needs. Today is no mistake. He knew every one of you was going to be here today. You walked in that door, some with burdens, some with illness, some with marriages collapsing, some with children that's no, you know they're not where they're supposed to be. We all carry our own baggage, don't we? But God says, give it to me. He died on that cross for us. When I think about those nail-scarred hands and feet, the thorns upon his head, I did that to him. He did it for me. How, how can we not love him? How can we not say, do you think Satan would do that for us? Yeah, Satan will send you straight to hell. He'll lie to you. He'll tell you anything. But my God loves me. After that, I, I begin, anybody that would listen to me, and I'm sorry if I caught you in the grocery store and begin to tell you my story, but I did do that. I stopped the mailman on the road. I called every, every relative I had ten times removed because it was important. Because God had given a mission. God's given all of you missions. Are you there to do it? Are you stepping up? Or are you saying, not me, Father. <laughs> Let her do it. Like I said, I've heard so many stories. First time I was asked to really come and talk was at the Pontiac Women's Brunch. Now, guys, I've been in church, and I'm not bashful, but I had never opened a service and I sure hadn't given an altar call before. And I was worried. I was stewing. Because you see, it's not a thing to do with Charlotte. This has nothing to do with me. I am a nobody except that I'm a child of God. I'm his daughter. He'll go to battle for me. That's what it's about. But I was stewing. Well, Danny had built me a prayer closet a long time ago. And I went to that prayer closet, and I'm like, oh, Lord, Lord, oh, please. And I was reading the Bible, and I was praying. And I'm like, I don't know what to do when I get there. I don't know what to do. Now, remember, God told me in heaven I would begin to see angels. I had yet to have done that. But as I was praying, searching for God, all I could say was, God, please, please tell me what you want me to do. You know, we pray that a lot, waiting to hear 
Could you just come sit on my bed and talk to me? He will. He will. But you've got to have an ear to hear. But as I was praying, I heard a voice say, what are you worried about? I thought it was Danny had come in the room. I looked up. There stood an angel. Not all angels have wings. There's all different kinds of angels. That angel stood there, and I, I, I said, I just want it to be about God. I want God to be glorified. I don't want it to be about Charlotte. I'm the most imperfect person there is. I'm not perfect. That angel looked at me, and in a very firm voice, he said, did he not call you? Yes. Yes, he did. Does he not go before you? Yes. I have not been nervous not one time. Not once. Because my God, our God, goes before us. <laughs> He'll never ask you to do something that he thinks you can't do. He knows. He knows your heart. He knows everything about you. I have since begun to see angels everywhere. I can come in and I can see them. I see people's guardian angels. Why? Why Charlotte? I don't know. Do I think maybe some of you might think I'm crazy? Maybe. But you see, I know. I know what my father showed me. I know what my father told me to do. As long as I'm in his will, as long as I go, he will always go before me. I look at you guys, and I've known you. Some of you, where's, some of you known me since I hit the ground. I'm trying to find him. Where are you at? He's known me my whole life. If you've known me, you know I'm not perfect. You know I'm just Charlotte. I like to deer hunt. I like to, I like to do all that. Since then, around Christmas, the newspaper called me, Sue Ann, and she said, Charlotte, can we put your story in the paper? I think it's around Christmas. It's very inspirational. I said, I don't care. So I talked to her. I told her just what I'm telling you. She did a great job of writing it up just like I told her. I didn't think anybody would pay any attention. I didn't. I got a call about a week later, maybe two weeks. I don't even remember. Noreen said, Charlotte, you have crashed our server twice. Okay, I'm not smart. I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> I looked at Danny and I said, oh my gosh, we're going to have to buy the paper a server. I don't even know what a server is. I panicked. She laughed. She said, no, no. Charlotte, that's good. Your story's been shared at that point 11 million times. Me? No, not me. God. 
You see, people are looking. They're wanting to know, is it real? Yeah. Oh, man, is it real? (laughs) And I'm going to tell you something. All those aborted children, they're in heaven. You see, somebody might have not wanted them, but God wants them. And every day, our Father holds the children. Because he said, come to me in a childlike faith. You seen these kids up singing? That's in a childlike faith. Oh, if that don't put a smile on your face, nothing will. God loves us so much. He just wants to wrap his arms around you. You know, when I've prayed for people, I've literally seen angels come down, take their wings, and wrap around people like in a cocoon. (laughs) If you ever see me, just looking. I'm not on anything. I'm seeing angels. They come to worship. They come glorifying. I see Christians, and they're like, oh, it's me. Gosh, I feel bad today. The frowns. That's not what God wants. He wants to see your smile. He wants to see your love. No, life's not perfect because we're here. But we have the reassurance that we're going there. He said, trust me. Believe in me. Praise me. That's what he wants us to do. Praise him. You know, used to, I couldn't raise my hand. I was like, "Mm, okay, right here. That's about as hard as I'm getting. Boy, now, I'm going to shout. I'm going to praise God because he's real. He don't want you if you're not going to do what he says. He loves us. He doesn't want one of us to perish and go to hell. That's why right now he has started a revival in every church. I've been to several. And you can tell when they have the glory. You can tell that they are praising God. It's not just, I'm going to go to church on Sunday morning because my neighbors are there and I better go or they'll think something's wrong with me. Think I've backslid. They'll say, I'm not coming to this altar when the preacher asks because somebody will think there's something wrong with me. Somebody will think I've backslid. Or somebody's going to think that there's problems somewhere. Who cares? Quit looking at your neighbor. Look here. It's right here. Can I have the Julie? I'm going to tell you. Our Father makes no mistakes. Our Father is merciful. Our Father is worthy of praise. I've asked Julie to sing during the altar call. Because you see, this is the utmost importance. I'm blessed. And if I could open my mind, open my heart, and let you see 
what I see. There would be no doubts in your mind. But I don't have the words. There's no words on earth that can tell you how wonderful it is. I want you to know that God is here. Mason, will you come up here, please? Kenny? Anybody that wants to come up and pray with people that come up, because you see, God's giving you a chance right today. He's telling you, don't walk out that door expecting something to change unless you've changed here. He's giving you that chance for salvation, for healing, for your marriage, your finances, your children. I want to tell you one story. You see, Danny and I have been blessed to have people call us all hours of the night, messages all hours of the night. Danny and I have stayed up till 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, a lot of mornings, crying over some people's story, praying for them. People are searching. They want to know. I had a lady call me, or a man call me from Mississippi. His 22-year-old son died in a car wreck. He said he went to church. I believe he's in heaven. But his mother is mourning. Because she said he died and she wasn't there when he took his last breath. As a mother, I can relate to that. You want to be there for your kids. Two weeks later, he sends me a text. And he says, you're not going to believe this, Charlotte, because I prayed with him and I prayed with her. Again, it's not Charlotte. It's the Holy Spirit that leads. And he said, he sent me a picture. See, that one of the people that was on the ambulance took a picture of that wrecked vehicle. But you know what was in that wrecked that picture? There was an angel. You could definitely see it. There was an angel standing right by that car. He says, what do you think, Charlotte? I said, I think he wasn't alone when he died. You see, the angels come to take us home. He wasn't alone. Another woman. Her son was at a party. You know, we know how young people are, teenagers, even some of us old ones. He was drunk. And coming home, he hit a tree. That vehicle burst into flames. <laughs> she said, Charlotte, I can't eat. I can't sleep. She went to church all the time. She said, all I can say is, God, is there any way, any way that he could have made it? Because, see, she knew he was going to hell. Life's over. That fast, it's over. You can't make that decision then. That decision's made before you draw that last breath. 
She said, every time I went to church, every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night, I carried my son's ashes. And I continued to pray, God, is there any way? Is there any way, Father? He could have made it. Ah, do we have a loving God or what? She said, one night at church, they had an evangelist. Said that evangelist come to her. And said, ma'am, you don't know me. I don't know you. But God told me to tell you that as your son was burning, he cried out. He cried out, asking forgiveness. He said, I've come to tell you, your son is in heaven with me. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Guys, we hurt for our kids. We hurt for our loved ones. And I've been privileged. Danny and I have been privileged to hear so many stories where God, God cares about us. He knew that mother needed reassurance. You know, God, it says in the Bible Sometimes we entertain angels unaware. I love you men, but there is something about a mama's prayers. A mama's prayers is strong. God loved his mama. It's strong. So don't quit praying. Don't give up ever. But first, you have to get yourself right. First, You have to be on that personal level with God. He's not somebody up there that we pray to once in a while. And I'm going to tell you, you better stay in the word. Because that's the answers. And I'm going to tell you, if you've read Revelations, you know just what's happening in this world. We are in the end times. Just read it. Don't take my word for it. Never take anybody's word for it. You go to the word. Because God don't lie. Do him. Guys, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Please stand. I know I've kept you talking and it's probably past your dinner time. But I feel this is what God wants me to tell you. These altars are open. Or just come stand. You know, I, I like going to the altar and kneeling when it's me and God. But I tell you, when I'm asking, when I'm asking for something specific from God, I want to stand in front of God. And I want to stand in front of somebody that will lead me there. Pray for my sickness. Pray for my ails. Nothing is too small. I had a little girl come up to me. Go ahead. I had a, will y'all start some music for Julie, please? I had a little girl come up to me and said, Charlotte, can I ask you something? I said, sure, hon. She said, I just lost my dog. Y'all may laugh, but you see that dog was important to that child. And I said, is my dog in heaven? Well, I'm here to tell you right now, every creature that God has made 
is in heaven. Every creature. They live love compatible. The lamb shall lay down by the lion. We will praise God. Now, I'm going to put this up, and this is up to you guys. At this point, it's your service. Do you want prayer? Have you got a healing you need? There's nothing, nothing that our God can't do.
She says to play it again. I know it's lunchtime. I know you guys are ready to go home. You're tired of this now. But there's people here that haven't made that decision. There's people here that's not ready. If your time ends now. There's people here that are in pain. There's people here that need healing. He said, I don't want you to walk out that door not healed. I don't want you to walk out that door not knowing my love. But that's exactly what you're going to do when you turn your back and walk out. The hardest thing is walking, taking that first step. Come see any of us afterwards. If you're that embarrassed, if you're that unsure, come see me afterwards. I'd love to pray with you. But I know. I know. By your faith. I know. God wants to do a work in your lives. Are we playing number seven again? Okay, thank you. Guys, as we bow our heads and pray and dismiss today, if there is anybody, any unfinished business here today, God, today we're here standing in His presence. If you can't feel the presence of God here today, you're not looking for it. You need to search deeper. Feel God's presence. Feel the Spirit coursing through this room as we unite under the shed blood of Christ. Don't leave here unfinished. Don't leave here uncomplete. If you don't have the blood of Christ in your life, you are uncomplete. You are unfinished. Allow God to do a work in you today. So as people dismiss, as they walk away from here, as we pray that they get blessed as they go, if you need to pray, if you are embarrassed, come get us, step to the side, and you will understand that there is nothing embarrassing about the grace of God. I need it. I'm a wretch. He came and found me in my sin. He came and found me. I am nothing. Just like everybody else in here. But because of his son, I'm an heir to the kingdom. I get to go to the glory that she talks about. Amen? Bow your heads with me. God, what a day. God, what a glorious day that you've made. Lord, I pray that every day could be like this, God. That we would seek you fully every day of our life. God, with all of our heart and all of our mind and all of our soul, with all of our strength, Lord fully consumed in what you have for us. Yes, God, as we put ourselves aside, Lord, and we think about ourselves less, God, and desire you more, we will find that our lives finally start fitting together. Lord, that I don't see my brother and sister in Christ's faults. God, I see the shed blood. I see the forgiveness. God, that they have a strength that I don't have. God, that they complete me through the body of Christ so we can function together as one body and one accord. God, you tell us that if we come and we unite and we turn away from our sins, God, that you will hear our plea and you will heal our country, God. That is your word. I'm not making this up. You tell us if we turn from our wicked ways. 
if we will humble ourselves, that you will heal our land. God, our land is in need of healing, but you're talking to your people. Ah, God, what a wonderful day. Thank you so much for this opportunity just to be in your presence, God. You don't have to allow us in, but you love us so much that you made a way for us. Oh, there are decisions that need to be made here today. God, I can feel it. I can feel that people are wanting to walk out without accepting you. God, put a burden on them. God, put a burden on them that they wouldn't turn away from this place until they know you as Savior. God, as we leave this place, bless our travels. Bless our fellowship. God, I pray that you gain more children today. God, through your works and your love and your mercy and your power, do we have the chance to be more than conquerors. God, that this world would have no stronghold on us. But God, that we can come and give honor and praise in an everlasting fashion back to you. And I'm thankful for everyone here today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Don't leave here without making a decision.